South Africa has the biggest HIV epidemic in the world, with an estimated 7.1 million people living with HIV. The HIV prevalence rate amongst the general population is at 18.9%, but among men who have sex with men, or MSM, it is even higher, at almost 25%. Impulse Group is an international group dedicated to promoting healthier sexual lifestyles among gay men in 18 cities around the world. With the support from the AIDS Healthcare Foundation, this group of volunteers works to create campaigns, events and online content to reach a new generation of gay men who live in a modern and rapidly evolving world. They recently launched a chapter in Cape Town, and Gay SA Radio was there to talk to some of the people participating in this initiative. Gay SA Radio, with your family, I'm Hendrik, and I'm here at the launch of the Impulse Group in Cape Town, and I'm with Tapiwa, who's just done a bondage exhibition. That's a really interesting thing. How did you get into bondage? I've always been kind of involved in bondage since I was a teenager. Part of my sexual development was this awakening and playing around with rope in a sensual context, yeah. So... As long as I can remember, he's been a part of my identity, yeah. Okay, so you did some very intricate knots there. How, were you a boy scout? How did you learn how to do <laughs> So a lot of them were, you go to workshops and you just learn from other people, yeah. And there are a lot of tutorials online as well. So if you're part of the community, there are a lot of resources you can learn from, for sure. So it seems to be a very underground thing, not something mm. you see very often. Mm. Is that kind of part of the SMN culture? Or? It's definitely a subculture of like BDSM and King. And part of the reason I'm doing the work that I'm doing is to make people realize actually it's a huge part of most people's, a lot of people's lives. And it's quite a normal thing to do. But because there's a lot of taboo around sex and then beyond sex, the more sort of kinkier versions of sex are a lot more taboo, I suppose. Yeah. So I'm trying to show that that's a normal thing that a lot of people enjoy. Yeah. So it's obviously a sexual thing for you? Not necessarily. No? Yeah, yeah. Because I'm a straight guy and I just did a performance as a gay man. Okay. Yeah, so it's not necessarily sexual at all. Um, you can be... I believe in platonic intimacy and platonic sensuality. So you can be just about creating intimacy with the person and creating feelings in someone's uh, mind and body, yeah. Okay. So in this performance, if I can put it this way, you were the top, you were the guy who were, mm. you were tying up, the, you were doing it to the other guy. Yeah. What does he get out of it? It will vary from person to person. For example, some people, if they're normally a, con a controlled kind of individual, it's letting go of that control in that context. Um, for some people, it's that embrace, that intimacy. It's like a hug, I suppose. Mm -hmm. uh, for some people, it can be yeah, just like a cathartic experience because you can go quite severe with what you're doing. So it can be painful but not harmful, or it can be delicate, or it can be however you want it to be. So it depends on the person's uh, mindset and interests. Yeah. So very interesting for me, I was seeing you checked in with your partner the whole time asking mm. if it was okay. That's mm. obviously a big part of a trust. Mm. Mm. Definitely. So you can't operate without trust and communication. Yeah. And it's kind of like how we should be in general with each other, right, as human beings. Right? Open communication, mutual respect, trust, uh, safety, all those things should be a normal part of any kind of human interaction. Now, how do, you, how do you tell your partner, listen, I want to tie you up? Is mm. that something that would go down well in a conversation or you need two bottles of wine? Before you <laughs> I think if you're with the right person, you should be able to bring up anything. And even if you disagree on the subject, it should be a mutual disagreement or a respectful disagreement. Like, okay, I don't think I like that, but thanks for sharing. Um, maybe let's try a little bit of this, let's try a little bit of that. But it doesn't have to be a shameful conversation, yeah. So if anybody wants to get into the scene, what mm. would be the first steps for them? 
for rope bondage specifically, um, I'm part of a community of people and we have a formalized structure called Ropey Things, Cape Town. So you can find that on Instagram and Facebook if you just search Ropey Things CT. And you can come to a workshop, um, you can come and meet some of the peers in the community and learn from more advanced rope users as well. Oh, that's interesting. Thank you very much for chatting with me. And we've just witnessed a bondage exhibition and I'm standing here with Lee, who is, I don't know what the word is, the bound guy, (laughs) the bottom guy and all of this. How did you get into this? Basically, I actually just met him last week for the first time, so... And I knew Ashley, which introduced us, so it was quite, it was quite easy to get you. Let's just get you lost into the whole bondage situation. It's quite nice, actually. So you, you have to submit quite a bit to this. Yeah. You, can't, you can't go, I don't like that, I don't <laughs> like that. Or do you have some control? No, basically, what he asks, he does actually speak to you during, actually, you can't actually see it, but he will ask you, are you okay? And before we actually did anything, he will ask me how comfortable are you with your body, what's your restraints, and stuff like that. So... We got to know each other quite a bit before we actually started the whole process. So, me just letting go of all my, everything and just submitting was, was easy. That's quite interesting. So, is this a sexual experience for you? Actually, it's very therapeutic. It's not sexual at all. Like, you, you did say you, sometimes you feel sexual, sometimes you feel... So basically me letting go of everything, it was such a very therapeutic and helped me relax more. So. so while you were doing this, there were slides up on the big screen with you being tied up in nature. <laughs> Tell me about that. Well, that is when we actually met, being tied up in nature. So that was that. Well, something similar to that, but being out in nature was more calming. This is more like intense, it puts you in your feels and stuff like that. Not sexual, but yeah. Do you do this for a sexual thing though? I will try it. <laughs> okay. And how long have you been doing it? First year is probably first two weeks now. Oh, okay. So you're quite a newbie. In yes. This. Would you would you be the somebody who tied up somebody else, or would you always wanted to be tied up? I probably would want to experiment in tying someone else. Else. Okay. Yeah. And I asked the same question of your partner. How do you approach a partner and go, listen, I think I want to tie you up, or I want to be tied up? I don't up. think this is appropriate way you can ask someone that question. So. <laughs> If you can ask the person, like just go to the person and ask, maybe make a conversation, get to know the person, maybe that, that can I tie up comes somehow in the conversation, I think. But yeah, I was actually just asked, do you want to be tied up? So I was like, okay. <laughs> do you do blindfolds and things like that as well? Um, yes, we did a bit of it. So mm-hmm. it's, like I said, experimental. So I like, I'm open-minded. I always try different things and stuff like that. Okay. And does it hurt in any way? No. Surprisingly, I never got hurt. Okay. No rope burns and things like that. I think I did, but like I didn't feel it at the time. Oh, okay. And I still don't feel it now, so oh, it's just okay. keeping his cross. I won't feel any pain later. <laughs> cool. Thanks for chatting with me. You're welcome. I am Lucy Marder. I'm at the launch of the Impulse Group Cape Town Division, and I am with the stunning and ever so gorgeous Manila Vanti. That name should mean something. If it doesn't, watch a performance and you'll understand what Manila Bonte's is. Hello, thank you, babe. Thank you. Hi, how are you doing? I'm great, thanks. And you, Don? Can't complain, can't complain. That's wonderful. So, we're here at Impulse Group. What do you think of such an initiative? The thing is, is I don't think that we have enough of it. So, the more organizations that pops up like this, the more we're going to be safe at the end of the day. Because at the end of the day, they're looking out for our safety. Mm. And that's all we need as a society to be safe. And that's what they're creating for the LGBTI community, where they're saying, this is what you can do, this is what you can use to be as safe as possible, but still have fun. Yeah. 
there is so many things out there that say don't do this, don't do that, don't do that, which is completely against what we are as humans, mm. because we always go against the grain. Yeah. And especially <laughs> as young people, we always. I count myself in as one of the young people. You know I mean, young I mean, honey. I mean, yeah. I still look about 18. <laughs> Girl, you probably still get carded at a club. Yeah, I get, I get to ask my ID all the time. Yeah, all the time. Because you look underage. Because, girl, it makeup, makeup, makeup can age you. But unfortunately, in my case, um, it is the opposite. Unfortunately, darling. Unfortunately, we don't want you to yeah. look any older than you already Thank are you because you're a 19-year-old. Actually, 21 because 21 is legal everywhere. The thing is, the thing is that I don't want to be legal, and that is the the the. the the kinky side of me. Ooh. <laughs> and that's the bad part because we also had here earlier uh, the introduction of kinks and rope bonding, yeah. right? And um, what do you think is the element of rope bonding adding to the entire conversation about sex? Because we're moving away from just sex being penetrative. Ah, ah, ah. Yeah. Now we're in- introducing ropes and being safe when it comes to it comes down to um, releasing yourself from being in control yeah it's basically you giving someone else the control yeah. and that is for someone else extremely vulnerable mm. in a sense so for them to give up their, themselves or their self control which yeah. is a big thing for themselves is a big thing so if that person gives you that um, it just creates that more that energy of I'm giving everything to you. Yeah. And and, and, and that's the thing because I am letting you take control of my entire being. Hmm. There's a safe word, but let's not use it if we need to use it. But it's more of let's enjoy each other. You find where my sexuality lies. Yeah. You find where where my moments are. Mm. Do you want to run down my neck? Do you want to do you want to spank me? Do you want to? Because in that moment you have let go the of control, mm. and you have let go of your control. So it's fun. I would love to try it. I haven't tried it. So it's something that I've written down in my book. Bucket Well, Manila, thank you so much. I'm here with Jose, uh, the founder of Impulse Group. And if you haven't been tuned in, I want you to know we are at the launch of the Impulse Group's Cape Town division. And here is the man to introduce himself and his birth idea. Hello. Hi. It's a pleasure to be here. My name is Jose Ramos. I am the founder of Impulse Group. Started 10 years ago, um, so I'm excited to be here. This will be our first group in Africa yeah. um, and I'm hoping there will be more than this. What does it mean for you to have a, a division of Impulse in Africa? Well, For me, so I've been trying for four years yeah. um, and it's a volunteer based group so mm-hmm. I've been trying to meet people that will want to give back. So for me being here and meeting people that want to give back, that want to talk about sexual health, mental health is really really important and I've met great people here so for me being here is great. Um, I'm meeting a lot of great people here. That's fantastic. So you say that you want to have conversations about sexual health and mental health. Uh, how do the two link? Mental health and sexual health? Yeah. So a lot of, you know, people believe that HIV is on its own. Yeah. It's on its own infection, but it's not. A mm. lot of the issues with HIV is starts with mental health. There's a lot of loneliness. There's a lot of body image and shaming. There's mm. a lot of just negative attitude. So when people feel bad about themselves, they make poor 
sexual decisions. So HIV is the end result of issues in your mental health. If you feel you're worthy, you will take care of your body, you will take care of your health, but sometimes we don't. Yeah. So it all starts with self-confidence, with self-esteem, with feeling like you belong somewhere yeah. and that your health matters. Okay, that's very important. But then how does Impulse Group lament that? How does Impulse Group help the, the kids growing up? Because some of us, and you've seen some of the queens who are saying, <laughs> they're confident, they're yeah. looking hot, they're doing all the things. So how can we help the generation that's coming up after us to understand that? So I, I really do believe that we have to celebrate who we are. There's no shame mm -hmm. in who we are and the sex that we have. So we're all about being sex positive. But do we know the right things? Information is really important because a lot of people don't really know. And they get themselves in risky behavior not understanding what that means. So what we need, education is key. Mm -hmm. Understanding who you are sexually, what you like, and us helping them be safer doing it is key for us. And a lot of it requires information, resources, because if we if we all know our status, HIV status, if we understand our risk factor, we can stop HIV today. But somehow we're not. So to your point is, how do we help the younger demographic? We need to let them know the facts. We need to encourage them to own it and to understand what are they doing and what kind of risk. And then you know, let people know that we, if we're going to be sexually active, you need to be health active yeah. too. Go to your doctor, get tested. It requires the community to, to come together and own it, to stop okay, the epidemic. Listen, I followed the Impulse Group before today's event. When I heard of the launch, I felt very excited because for me, positive sexual conversations, especially within the LGBT community, um, it's very important because a lot of people who don't know how to access and have no access to lubrication, never mind knowing what it is to use lubrication. So, with what you said about educating people, how can we bridge the divide between those who know and those who don't know, especially in terms of accessing the information? So, it starts small, right? It starts to influence, you know, impulse. We try to influence the, the people in the community that have a say in the community who are known, who I call them social influencers, not like social media, not Instagram, but there's people in this community that others look and follow. So if we help them understand it, they will influence their groups. There's leaders all around this community. If we get them on board, they will be our voice within the community. Um, and then just getting out there, we really need to get out there. And we need to show gay men or queer men or trans, whatever you want, that we can be sexual and not have HIV. Very good. Thank you very much. Listen, uh, one last question before I let you go and have the time of your life celebrating a, a beautiful and very successful launch because your event has been gorgeous. Thank you. And has been memorable. Thank you. So my last question is for you. You mentioned trans men, being trans or whatever. Are the programs that you're including for Impulse inclusive of trans men? So yes. Impulse started as a gay man's group because that's who I knew, that's what I thought. Over the years, we've evolved and we incorporated trans, um, bisexual men, allies, straight community, so we don't discriminate. Right now, we, one of our chapters in New Delhi, India, um, is led by a trans woman. She's my first trans president 
and our and our work in India is very how do we empower trans community? How do we help them? In the United States, we're working with a lot of trans um, community ASOs that we can join forces. So yes, we we are a gay men's group, but we're we're changing it to be an inclusive group of representing the community that we're in. So if the community is diverse, we have to be diverse. You know, in, in India, it's, it's mostly trans, so my team is mostly trans. So we believe in, in bringing it inclusive, and we have to look like the community we're trying to influence. And we love everyone. We, love we are everyone. part of one community, and if we unite, we will, we will be stronger together. Oh, yes! So, President, uh, do you have any words for anyone who's at home who wants to help and wants to contribute to the positive growth of our community? I mean, so it starts with getting involved. Um, everybody wants to help, but nobody wants to do anything. We have to get involved. We have to support other groups like Impulse. If you mm. want to get involved, it's a volunteer group. Ask them, you know, go on their social media, find out how can you give back. Silence doesn't work, you know, and if you want to help, you need to get involved. Show up, you know, give time, you know, be part of something bigger than just you. I'm with Peter Woodendahl, the poet who's just published a book of, uh, what, an anthology of poetry. You did some readings tonight, so first tell me your inspiration for poetry. Where does it come from? Wow, I mean, that's a difficult question. It's not, it's not a single source, I guess. It's when, when something happens to me or I encounter something uh, during the course of my day that, that moves me or that somehow seems to me symbolic of a greater issue or a greater ill in our society, and then I use that as a starting point to write. So would it be okay to call you a queer poet or is there some sort of label or don't you like labels at all? I mean, I, I don't mind. I don't mind calling me a queer poet if, if by that moniker you mean a poet who is queer <laughs> or someone also writes poetry that engages with queer issues. So yeah, I don't, I don't mind that label. So tell me about the anthology. How did that come about? Well, I've been, I've been writing for about 10 years, writing poetry for about 10 years and um, yeah, the, the, the collection is, is just a, yeah, a gathering of, 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 of my poems over those, over those years, really. Yeah. It must be hard to, be, to find a publisher to do poetry. I mean, it's such a niche thing. How, how did you get to, to uh, a publisher? I guess I was, uh, I was lucky. I, I, I published some of my work in an uh, uh, anthology called Nieve Stemme, which um, NBA publishes, uh, publishes every, every year or two, finding new Afrikaans voices. And so that was my entry point into the world of, of Afrikaans publishing. And then I approached um, approach Tafelberg saying I have a manuscript and they were interested, so I was lucky. Oh, that's very lucky. Now you come from a very conservative town, Bloemfontein, yes. the heart of the free state in the middle of the country. Mm -hmm. uh, living as a queer body in that town certainly has its challenges. Definitely. I mean, there was a lot of suppression on my on my own part that I didn't even realize I only came came to terms with my own identity um, as a as a queer man once once I had left uh, Bloemfontein I, I think I instinctively knew I had to I had to leave that place in order to find a, a, a sense of myself where I could feel more at home in. but Bloom itself does have some queer culture I mean there's Buzerant and there's some gay clubs and a very big underground scene and a cruising scene were you ever part of that 
Um, no, not not growing up. I mean, as I grew up in a quite a conservative home as well, um, so that wasn't really on my radar um, as an option um, growing up. Now that I'm older and I, and I go back to Bloemfontein, I see the, the, the queer culture that is actually there and the people that are doing the things. Um, so yeah, it's, 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 it's actually gladdening to, to go back and to see that there are a lot of young people that are pushing um, uh, queer visibility in Bloemfontein these days. Well, the um, Free State Pride just happened uh, last weekend and it was labelled a massive success. So that's also good to see that people are coming out in their thousands, really, yes, definitely. Uh, in, in a conservative area like that. But now, having moved to Cape Town, what is the difference for you? How is Cape Town as a, a queer culture? Is it, is it the gay capital of Africa? I don't know. I mean, people <laughs> say it is. Um, there's definitely a sense in which uh, there are safe spaces where we can go to uh, without... Yeah, without being being scared that something will happen to you during the night or, or things like that. So there's definitely that. Um, but I also think there is there is a lot of there's also a, a lot of elitism in in, in, in the gay culture itself. Um, you know, um, there's definitely a separation which is more often than not racial um, uh, in terms of where different um, queer people would go out um, and, and these kind of things. And you also see it manifest at at Pride and so on, um, you know, which, which is often still a very white-dominated space. So I think there's a lot of uh, work still to be done. I think actually that as queer people we have a, a great opportunity to, to, to also help with the sense of, 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 of unity and, 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 and togetherness across racial lines um, because we are united by other struggles. So tell us, how do we get your anthology? If somebody wants to buy that, how do we get um, it? Well, it's, I think it's pretty easily available in most um, exclusive bookstores at the Book Lounge here in Cape Town. You can also um, order it um, online. Um, so yeah, just, just look it up. Um, and you'll be able to get your copy. Some of you may have seen us around at Pride, putting decks on people's heads, distributing condoms, and encouraging conversations that may raise a few eyebrows in the community. Good evening, guests, partners, friends, and family. Welcome to Impulse Cape Town's official launch. We're more than just that, and today we'll be sharing with you our vision and mission as well as unveiling some of our plans and partnerships in the pipeline beyond our launch. But first, allow me to give you a snapshot of who we are and what we stand for. In a nutshell, Impulse Cape Town is part of a global volunteer group of gay men who promote safe sex in fun, creative, engaging and inclusive ways. We are building an inclusive community for queer people in Cape Town, which, in which you'll feel comfortable enough to talk about things and issues pertaining to your lives, your bodies, your sexual and mental health. We're different in that although we promote safer sex, we're sex positive at the same time, and we're certainly not here to judge or dictate anyone's sex lives. We want to make it our duty to help you and link you to dignified sexual and mental health care services without judgment. This is our pledge as Impulse Cape Town to make sure we create inclusive and safe spaces so that we can break down stigmas and talk openly to each other and with each other. Our goal is to encourage you to protect yourself and your partners, whatever you're into. 
We want to help encourage positive people to remain on treatment and to keep negative people negative. This is important because the reality is that we live in a country with the highest reported HIV population in the world and statistics reveal that young people in South Africa are ditching condoms. What's even more alarming is the HIV prevalence among MSM in South Africa which is estimated at 26.8% and as if being queer isn't already being frowned upon enough. Imagine being HIV positive on top of that and having to deal with the stigma that comes with it. So how are we as Impulse Cape Town planning on addressing the issues faced by the LGBTI community? First of all, we plan on providing condoms in the community. But not just any condoms. Condoms that appeal to the community that we intend to serve. Condoms that make you go, oh, safer sex is in fact sexy. You'll notice this coming through in our marketing, from our packaging to our phrases. And we can only hope that we're doing a good job of being effective at it and getting people to actually use them. As one of our post-launch projects, we'll be conducting research, once again in fun and creative ways, to measure the usage of condoms by gay men and to get their feedback on them. We've already installed three condom dispensers in Cape Town. Two at 021, where we'll be letting our hair down later on, by the way. <laughs> and one at Bertus, and we've already distributed thousands of condoms so far, and hope that many of you have used and enjoyed using them. Post-launch, many more dispensers will begin to be installed across Cape Town, so you can look out for them. But what use is condoms if you don't know how to use them properly, right? It might come as a surprise to some of you, but there are many adults out there who aren't educated on how to use condoms properly. And if not used correctly, we all know that it's not effective in protecting us against HIV and STIs. Our team has been trained as peer educators by the incredible TV HIV Care Association. So we're around to talk you through it if need be, but we don't offer real life demonstrations. Sorry. <laughs> To go with those condoms, we're also working on getting stock of Impulse Lube. It's really good. Oh yeah, they're, they're amazing. <laughs> Secondly, we plan to raise awareness and education. We want to raise awareness and educate especially younger gay men about the reality of HIV and STIs so that they can protect themselves and their partners and empower them to take ownership of their bodies and health. We want to fight against the stigma associated with living with HIV because after all, you equals you. Tonight, we're soft launching this campaign. You'll notice our posters up in the halls in the restrooms here tonight. Have you seen them? Yes. As well as at zero to one where we'll be having our after party. This will extend to an online campaign over the next few weeks something that we're hoping to get the community involved in. We also produced our first educational pamphlet for our launch, which you'll find in your goodie bags that you'll receive at the end of the launch tonight. It contains important information about HIV, STIs and PrEP, presented in an easily digestible manner. 
Thirdly, we want to get more people tested and on PrEP. So although we do not currently provide HIV testing or PrEP services directly, we're partnering with local NGOs to provide these services at our future events and via a referral system. And then I'd like to talk to you about mental health and us creating an inclusive community in Cape Town. This is a topic that people often shy away from, am I correct? But I personally believe that it is equally as important as our sexual health and in fact can affect it too. Cliche as it sounds, talking helps and we're here to lend an ear and to start opening up conversations that will allow us to start healing together as a community. Depression and suicide is also a serious concern in our community and sadly we know how expensive and inaccessible mental health services can be. That is why we've decided to auction off the beautiful portraits which you'll find in the hallway tonight and it was shot by the incredibly talented Leanne Alwich. She's around tonight so please say hi to Leanne. These proceeds will be donated to the counselling hub in Woodstock. For those of you who aren't familiar, this amazing and much needed initiative offers counselling for just 50 rand a session. We're hoping to partner with them more closely post-launch as we have a duty to address cases of suicide in the LGBTI community of Cape Town. It is our collective responsibility, mine, yours, ours, to make the change for the better of ourselves and those around us. Our focus is to create spaces so you can be heard, a space where you can, where everyone can do so. So join us in building this community. So think of us not just as ambassadors for safer sex. Our vision is to create a community of love and inclusion. A safe space in which you feel you can be yourself unapologetically and feel supported always. Thank you. I'm speaking to photographer Leanne Olwacher. Now, your works are on display here tonight, and how beautiful they are. Tell me, how did you get into photography? I studied film directing, and I always knew that I wanted to be a visual storyteller, but it was only before I turned 30 that I discovered my love for photography. And so I worked in a horrible job, and I decided to quit everything. I got in my car, drove to the other side of the country, and lived with the Black Mambas, who are all-female anti-poaching unit, for two weeks. And they inspired me so much that I realized that this was what I wanted to do with my life. And I wanted to do something that had more meaning. So I not only do photography, but I do photography for social change. And it's been wonderful to partner with organizations like Impulse to share my love for photography and storytelling and link that to something that's really meaningful. Now, the photographs on display here are very specific. They're kind of in a theme. How did you get the models and how did you decide on how to do that? So, Impulse approached me and they said they wanted to do a campaign. So, I thought about the idea of an HIV awareness campaign and we decided to use the red fabric as a symbol for using protection. But because the fabric's so sheer, it also implies that using protection doesn't always have to feel like using protection. So, there's a freedom and a safety in that. And it was just a more conceptual way to talk about something that can sometimes be a tricky thing to talk about and show it visually. Now, doing a shoot like that, surely it's very technical. You need a studio and lights and all sorts of things. How do you go about arranging all that? 
Well, I've got a fantastic photographer that I work with called David Pryor from Joburg, and he was fantastic. He gave us the space, and he loaned me some lights, and he helped me set up a bit, and so we shot it there, and we just spent the day in studio. It was the first time I met the team, so we also needed some time to get to know each other and for them to be comfortable in front of the camera. And so we just spent the day exploring and kind of just building on the theme. Now, you say you, you do photographs for social change. What sort of the other projects that you're involved in? Uh, so the first one was the Black Mambas. Then I worked on the Prison Freedom Project that looks at how yoga helps rehabilitate inmates in Portsmouth Prison. Uh, I also worked with Ceasefire, who are a group of reformed gang members who work as professional violence interrupters. And then going forward, I'm hoping to do more work with Impulse. I've been also working on a project called the Queens of Cape Town that looks at safe spaces within Cape Town where queer bodies are celebrated. Oh, wow. So if anybody wants to see your photographs and get to know you and uh, maybe book your services, how do they get hold of you? Uh, you can have a look at my website, which is www.lianorwache.com, um, and you can just contact me through there. And you're on social media as well? Yes, on Facebook and Instagram. Okay, well, we're definitely going to tag you on Instagram tonight with some of the photographs we took, which are not nearly as good as yours. May I compliment you on the wonderful photographs, and I hope they make a lot of money for this group. Me too. Thank you so much for chatting to me. Thank you very much. That was Leon Orbachi here at the launch of the Impulse Group in Cape Town. I'm Hendrik Fogaisa Radio. We're your family. The Impulse Group has chapters in the U.S. and across the globe. With its Cape Town chapter now launched, look out for its activities by going to their website, impulsegrp.org. That's impulsegroup.org. And follow them on social media. For Gaiser Radio, I'm Hendrik in Cape Town.